0: Welcome back to another episode of god built this podcast i'm your host maxine and we're on episode 181 let's start off this podcast i've been noticing um some interesting ads lately of women talking about their armpit hair and the ad is focused on Is focused on shaving, um, deodorants. Like there's like different ads that has the same theme of whether you're natural or waxed or shaved. Like there's some some new um, exposure happening now of hairy armpits, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it until I realize my own maybe bias, I don't know, but I, I guess it's, like, a bias in reverse. I recently came across a picture of a woman, uh, of a non-black woman. I think she's probably Russian. She, she's, like, over there type of white woman. Um, so not like, oh, I'm from Ireland. Like, I don't know. <laughs> she's not British either, but um, but I want to say she's, like, Swedish, maybe even, like, from Portugal, like, something like that. Anyway, I... Um, I have a habit of like scrolling through Instagram and just like falling in love with like the aesthetic of certain types of photos and vlogs and reels. Like it just makes me feel good for some reason, something about a certain aesthetic. So I came across this person's page and I just like the aesthetic. And a picture of her came up of her laying back on the couch. And her arms are up. And you can see her armpit. And I noticed this, like, this wig. Like, it was so hairy. And I think I was just so taken aback by it because I'm not familiar with white people's armpits hair. Like, I don't really see that in white people. Um, The white people I've come across with, with armpits, what? No, but the white people that that I come across, who I come, who I've come across, um, and their armpits are showing, it's usually typically no hair. So finally seeing a white woman's armpits that is hairy and realizing that, of course, her hair texture is not going to be like mine. I was just so, t- like, it was so straight. It looked like it was straightened. That's how straight it was. And it was so long because apparently she doesn't wax or get it shaved. It's just grows, And, you know, to each his own. I, I actually thought she was a badass, but i like, okay, yeah. Like, I kind of saluted her virtually just just uh, taken aback by her willingness to comfortably share that online. I wonder if she received any like I'm sure she did probably some like trolls commented on her stuff but I was taken aback just initially because of how long the hair was and and um, the the texture of it the fact that it's so straight and long it just felt it just kind of took me a bit. It's it's something to get used to because I have like the art, like the pube hair, right? The pubic hair that I have is similar to my hair texture and that's kinky curly, um, just like textured type of hair. And that's all around my body. That's just not on my head. It's my armpit. It's my pussy hair. It's my ass hair. Like it's just, part of my hair so it's just so interesting to see a totally different (laughs) version of armpit here anyway aside from that like I started off this episode I've been seeing a lot of ads just on tv of whether the ad is focused on secret the deodorant or target actually target has is having like some different commercials I believe it's Target, of just like, oh, we're inclusive. You know, we have clothes for people who are disabled. We have clothes for older people. We have like it's just very inclusive episode of uh, well commercials from Target. And you see the raising of the arms and the armpit hair just just in your face. And it's it's taking me aback a bit. Like as a woman, because what is a woman? No, no, no. But, like, it really, just as a woman, it's taking me aback because, of course, we live in a society that has conditioned us to believe that pubic hair is disgusting, that it's gross, and not even just pubic hair, just, like, hair on your body. If you're a woman, you shouldn't even have hair on your body. You hair on your body beast. You fucking beast. Like, that is the conditioning that we have adopted in this society and it's pretty darn it's pretty darn um disturbing actually because you should feel comfortable in your natural body right you should feel at ease with your body, and not feel like you have to remove your naturalness in whatever capacity that looks like. So, you know, and there are some people who are hairier than others. There are some people who just, like, grow hair so quickly and whatever it is. So I'm actually, you know, just naturally watching these videos or these pictures online or these commercials, I'm definitely – taken aback because of the conditioning that I've been conditioned about women's body hair and pubic hair, but I am very much in support of this movement. Now, you know, I don't want to say like, you know, fuck hair removal on the body, you know, be your, I mean, I appreciate a nice wax, right? Like I appreciate smooth um, hair free legs and just the, the smoothness of it really just that's really what I like, honestly. Like aside from the aesthetic of having hair free legs or hair free armpits. I'm really focused on the legs really because Um, like when I put lotion on, I put lotion on every day, um, sometimes even twice a day, depending on how many times I take a shower and it doesn't feel as moisturizing to put on lotion while my legs are hairy. It doesn't like it, I really have to rub it in and it just adds more effort than I would like to experience. Um, so I don't really like that. So I, I appreciate the fact that, um, I get to experience just a good, just a good moisturizing, um, just moment because my hair is removed from my legs. So that's really like the main reason why I like having hair free legs, but of course, you know, you know, with being a woman it's it's maintenance like it's really maintenance and if you're if you're with someone if you're with a man who wants you to be hairy at all times it's added pressure to put on that maintenance and to upkeep with that maintenance I remember I was dating Houston Bay and you know I told y'all this when when it happened and I was so offended and just so convinced that, yeah, this person, I don't want to date him anymore. And then we, we stopped dating. Um, but I remember when we were seeing each other, like, it was a brief moment. A couple of, it was like three, four months probably. And he, I was in his car. And, you know, it's Houston weather, so typically your legs are out uh, no matter if it's, like, windy or – it's mostly warm here. That's the point I'm saying. So my legs are out. Um, I forget what I was wearing. I was wearing something that was was showing my legs. And I'm in his car in the passenger seat, and he looks over, and he looks at my legs – and he starts to rub on my legs, but he wasn't rubbing on me in a caressing, I, I love being in your presence type of way. He wasn't doing that. He was rubbing on my legs to check. To check. To check what, Maxine? Whatsoever do you mean? To check if my legs were hairy because it may have looked like it was hairy from his vantage point, And he wanted to confirm whether or not it was hairy and indeed it was indeed it was now it wasn't um the way my hair legs are and like typically any hair legs you know the hair is 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 uh is like rubbed down because when you put the lotion on even though putting lotion on hairy legs is in is an added amount of effort but when you put it down, you smooth down the hair. So the hair is facing one location that's down, and it's smoothed down, you know, whatever. But my legs are moisturizing like I'm walking around with ashy legs. Anyway, so my legs were hairy. It wasn't, like, out- outrageous, but it was still hairy, right? And he was rubbing on my legs, and he's like, oh, you got to get that wax. You got to get that shaved off. And he said it very adamantly like very adamantly like no no one i'm dating should be walking around with hairy legs and he'll say i remember he said comments like that oh so long ago oh my gosh that was like my first year in houston (laughs) and he was the first houston nigga (laughs) that i like gave a little bit time to to dating and he was just an he was rude. Like, he was just... He had these very... And I'm not quick to give guys this, like, chauvinistic, misogynistic label, because I feel like we use that term too frequently, and it's just, it's just very much overused. I think sometimes, like, many woke people, right? These feminist people tend to um, get masculinity confused with misogynistic and chauvinistic. And so... What attracted me to him at the time was that he was, like, a man, right? (laughs) He was a man. Step one, be a man. No, but he was, like, aggressive and, like, I like – like, he had this, like, macho bravado about him, and that attracted me to him. And then I realized, like anyway, – we'll go back to the story real quick, but I realized after that dating situation ended that it's not that – I don't like men who aren't bravado, right? I, I th- tend to think that if you're not bravado, macho, you know, rah, 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 you know, thug-like nigga, then you can't protect me. I can't feel safe with you. You can't, you can't protect me in the in the face of danger. And that is so far from the truth. I really realize, like, I like a soft ness in a man. I like someone who um I could communicate with and we're not calling each other out of our names. We're not being disrespectful at all. We're being careful with our words. We're caressing each other. Like I like that and I'm so happy I have that now. But I just remember like with Houston Bay with prior niggas They just I was attracted to them because of their bad boy aesthetic and their hard bravado. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, that's what I'm attracted to. And though that it gives the sense of protection, but it's really a false sense of protection because whenever I was with guys like that, I never felt safe emotionally. Yet the guy that I'm with now, Freckles Bay, like I feel safe with him emotionally. I feel safe to share my feelings and my thoughts and my ideas and and it just it's just so interesting seeing the contrast. But yeah, like in that car with him, I was just like, what? <laughs> and he said it so like nah. you need to get that shit fixed, you know? You can't be... And so I I remember uh, when we arrived wherever, we was going to some, like, spot to eat. And we arrived, and I brought that up. I'm like, you know, I thought that was rude for you to say that. Like, you don't have the right to tell me, like, how my legs should look like. And, you know, I'm just, like, kind of in my, like, feminist mode or mindset. I was still kind of woke at that time, But just in general, I feel like that's just whether I was woke or not, that was still just out of line. And like, I just, but then I also realized after that ended that, you know, everyone is entitled to their preference. Everyone, really, like, everyone is entitled to their preference. Like, some men may be attracted to women who have just no hair on their legs at all times. I don't wanna see you slipping at all times, okay? I want you to be on your P's and Q's at all times. And that's just not the type of girl that I am. Like, it's not to say, like, (laughs) I never take care of myself, I smell bad, my hygiene is horrible. Like, it's not to say that I'm that at all, and I hate the equation of, oh, pubic hair means that you have poor hygiene. Like, no, I take a shower, I put deodorant on, I lotion up, I have perfume. Like, I know how to take care of myself as a woman. Um, But there's this horrible perception that if you don't shave or wax anywhere on your body or all the parts of your body, then you smell. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, but I do believe that even though I didn't appreciate him uh, not res- like not like just being rude with my legs and saying like, just the way that he said it and just even having that expectation I thought that was rude. I think you know come to think about it like he is well within his right to have that expectation right like you are well within your right to have that expectation and that is the same on both ends. If I expect my man to have a certain amount of money in his bank account, right, if I expect him to carry himself in a certain way, then that that shouldn't, like, you shouldn't look at me like a gold digger or I don't know, like, there shouldn't be this thing like, oh, well, you should just accept me for who I am. It's like I could accept you for who you are, but I may not be attracted to that, right? I'm attracted to a certain type, you know, like, so I just feel like ultimately, though, we – ultimately, even though I didn't like he he said that in the way that he said that to me, I, it it took after the relationship, whatever it was, it wasn't a relationship, but it took after that ended for me to realize he's well within his right. Like I want to attract men, you know, at that time I was realizing like, you know, I want to attract a man, I want to attract a man who appreciates me at all levels, not when I'm always prim and proper, like, When I wake up in the morning, my breath isn't always smelling great. My, you know, my pussy may not smell all all the way great. Like I don't know, like you know, (laughs) you know, my nails may not always be done. And you should, I will want, I will hope at least, right? At the very least, I will hope that you're still attracted to me. Now, I think there's a fine line though. I feel like if you are poorly taking care of your body, if you are not working out, if you eat poorly, right? You have a bad diet, and um, you're gaining weight, and you don't care about, like, just kind of upkeeping in that sense, right? Like, there's a level of upkeep that should be maintained for the most part, just in general, just as a woman, and I maintain that, but, like, the extra little things, like, making sure, like, just making sure you're always on your P's and Q's, that's what I don't abide by, and I feel like Men who do abide by that, though I may not like it and though women, some women may not like it, they, hey, they're well within their right to have that expectation and there is a woman out there for them. Like there are, I know the comedian, Not, I don't know him personally, but Andrew Schultz, I remember he talked about on an episode of his podcast that he requires basically his wife and it was before they got married for her to always have her nails done her nails shall always be do- like always and so there's this expectation that he has and every time I've seen them together in pictures or in videos I've noticed her nails are always done and it's like you know okay well <laughs> right like someone like me will feel like, what the fuck? Like, that, that is so so—it's so small. Uh, like, it's a small detail. It's a minor thing in my head. But what's small to me may be a big deal to you. And, hey, you are well within your right to do that. I just feel like I, I you know, leaving that situation with that guy, Houston Bay, I wanted someone who would appreciate me at all levels, and that includes when I'm not always on my piece, like when my hair is not all the way done. It may not be done this weekend, but it'll be done in a couple of days. Like, are you still going to love me when it's not done? Like, that's that's the type of man I, I wanted, um, or that I was looking to attract after Houston Bay. So anyway, I say all that to say, I am in favor <laughs> of this new movement. <laughs> Even though I still get, <coughs> excuse me, even though I still um, get waxes, though, like, I do it not as stringent as I used to. Like, I used to be very, like, every four to six weeks and, like, would break bank. Like, this shit is, like, maintenance, a woman's maintenance is not... Cheap, like if the government could go ahead and pay for all the things that we need to do <laughs> to maintain this aesthetic, this beauty standard that they have conditioned us to maintain, then sure, I'm for it. But it's fucking expensive. Like I, I had to made a de- make a decision within myself a couple of days ago, and I realized, you know what? I'm not going to get waxes anymore. Like I'm not going to I'm not going to go to the store, not the store but the service, the wax service um, anymore to get a wax. It's not because I don't like getting waxes, it's not because I don't see the point in it anymore. I do appreciate a good wax. I love it. But my goodness, it's fucking expensive. It really is. And I'm at a point in my life now when I am Seeking, how can I do this myself? <laughs> right? Like safely, right? And that, and doing things safely and doing things on my own is, is, um, is done through research, uh, thorough research, is done through, you know, trial and error, is done through practice. But nonetheless, how can I do this myself? Safely and I've been like researching and learning how to do my own waxes and It's been going well. It's been going well. Actually. I've learned sugaring. I'm still needing to get the right um, Texture because I noticed that it was a little too slimy and it was hard to remove easily as they show it in the videos that I watch so I need to practice that some more but In lieu of that, I've been getting my own personal wax strips and wax wherever I needed to get wax. And that was it. And you know how much that was? $9. Okay. I got a box of wax strips that already has the the sticky wax-like substance in it and the wax paper. You press it down on, on the wax area. Or the designated area and you give it that pressure and then you pull it out like a band-aid D- done done now it took you know if you want a nice clean if you want to do it right of course you gotta be deep you gotta just take your time put something on tv listen to something you know listen listen to a podcast listen to my podcast well you know just kind of focus on the task at hand but nonetheless you got the job done and it was just for nine dollars a box of that it was a box of like probably 12 strips and i still have a few strips left actually and i have a maybe some other areas that i want to just kind of clean up a little bit but for the most part it was easy it was done it was like my own self-care therapeutic moment and i saved a lot of money okay Oh, full leg, and my full leg to the fellas, to the 77% of men who listen to this podcast, hey, Um, a full leg wax is $72 from the place that I go to, okay? And that's an average price, okay? So it's not like, oh, my gosh, you got to go somewhere. No, no, no. Almost every other wax center is about the same price. And so it's a $72 fee. For the full leg, so that's your your lower leg and the thighs. Um, also, like when I get a wax from where I've gotten it for many years, I would get like a, not bundle, but basically, I like to get a lot of things done at once, just to kind of get it over with. So I would get a full leg, I get a Brazilian, I'll get a stomach strip, and I'll get a chin wax. Just to kind of get it over with, let's go ahead, wax it all, and shit. If my armpits are looking, you know, like a little wax, go ahead and wax that too. You count all that up, y'all. Okay, let me just be very honest, though. I would typically just get a Brazilian and a full leg together, right? So um, a full leg is $72. A Brazilian, let me see what it says in the website because I haven't, it's been a while. Um, since I've gotten it from there and a Brazilian, my God, my God, that was like a good 60 or something wax and Oh shit. I don't want to say the name of the place. (laughs) Um, but it was just fucking ridiculous. Like it's a lot of money. My God, I'm paying for it. If the government was paying for it, if I had an unlimited account, that just was dedicated to waxing. Sure, I'll be fine with go- going to get it, get it a uh, service. But it's fucking ridiculous. Okay, so a Brazilian, fifty-six dollars. That's a that is a starting price, and I don't know why it says starting price. Actually, I think it depends on the amount of hair you have. But nonetheless, it's about fifty-six dollars, and it depends on where you go to. If you go to a um, if you go to an area that is more uh, is just infiltrated with different shops and the aesthetic is kind of of a higher class economically, then it's already going to cost a little bit more. There's an inflation there. So I'm leaving. I'm about to pay. I leave the room, and they talking about oh that'll be 138 dollars. I'm sorry for what? And of course, I knew the price going in. I knew what it was going to be. But then when you th- just really sit down and think about it. I'm tired, (laughs) like I'm tired of paying this amount, right, I could barely get it, like I could barely afford it sometimes, but I'm still getting it done, for what, for the aesthetic, for the pleasure of y'all niggas, like, and y'all niggas meaning like everyone, men and women, not just like, I'm not like looking for another man's, whatever, approval, but the point is, like, it's just, it's a lot of money, these shits cost, I'm paying for it, <laughs> okay? And when you really think about it, it's not its not hard to do. It's not rocket science, right? It's not um, surgery. Like, I'm not fucking solving a crime. Like, it's, it's fucking hair removal, right? And, you know, I know some people, like, growing up, I used to shave. Me and my sister used to shave. And after a while, you realize, oh, shaving's not really good for my skin. You know, be, being a black woman, it gives you ingrown hair, gives you bumps. Like, it's just not cute. So I stopped shaving after learning and realizing that on my skin. So I stopped shaving. I will use Nair a little bit, which is the cream. and You just leave it on your skin for like nine, not even, probably like six minutes, very short amount of time, and then you just kind of rub it off with a a towel and warm water, and then boom, the hair is gone. That's cool, but it's just... I not like the smell of it, and sometimes it wouldn't really go in there. Like, it doesn't really go at the roots, and so you still have these stubs of hair, but, oh, hey, the hair that's hanging is gone. It's just stupid. So finally I got into waxing, and though it's not the most comfortable experience, you know, you're pulling skin, you know, and um, your skin is, like, reverting regenerating every time the wax figure is being pulled from your skin like it's not the best experience comfort wise but ultimately it was better than the last two um, methods that I use and so after like I've been waxing for years like a good 10 years at the very least and like I said it's a great it's a great method and I um I know laser has been a thing um, for the past few years. I never got into laser because I was uncomfortable with the fact that it was just like it was a chemical, really. Like it's just just like beam of a of a machine that's supposed to um, electrocute your hair out. Like that freaked me out. Like it's never that deep. I'll still grow my hair. And the goal of lasering is to prevent hair. From growing ever again in that area after you do a couple of sessions it it would permanently stop your hair growth and I don't know if I even support that to to really be honest with you so I don't like that so I never did that and then sugaring is the latest thing that is actually it seems to be the healthier route as far as um it's just natural ingredients it's sugar it's honey iced tea, sugar honey iced tea. They can never like me. No, um, oh, that was a song. Shout to the dream, but no, it's sugar, it's lemon juice, and it's water. You boil it up, you get the texture, and then that's it. It's really that. It's nothing else. Um, it's nothing like secret uh ingredient. It's very um, it's very dope. So I like using that. I've been. Mean, Just learning about that and I tried to use it a few days ago and I just couldn't get the texture right anyway the point is (laughs) I decided to stop going to wax centers because I'm just tired of spending as much as I spent on it when I could just do it for myself and do it at a very inexpensive price okay so that's $138 still in my pocket if you just minus $9 from it, because that's the amount that I'm spending now when I use my own personal strips um, or the personal strips that I purchase at CVS or Walgreens or if I, and it's even less than that, if I, if and when I get the sugaring wax in order and I just really understand what it is. So that's the update on that. (laughs) Liberate women's body hair, women's pubic hair. Like I am in support of that. I also used to be like very Brazilian, like very focused. Like like I said, like I, I will always get Brazilian. And my pussy hair will just be gone. And I'll just have a like, little landing strip, and I don't know. Maybe it's too too TMI. I think I've already been TMI on this podcast for the most part. There's more things I haven't really sh- shared. But I just feel like I don't really want to see my vagina bare anymore. Like, it's just – I don't know if I really like to see it bare. I just – here's the thing with, like, black women's skin. We experience high hyperpigmentation. Um, We experience discoloration. So some parts of my body looks one color while the other part looks a different color. Like, it's just – what it has been for my body for as long as I can remember. Maybe it was different when I was much younger and I just never uh, really picked up on it. But being in this body, I don't have the same color throughout, like throughout. Like my stomach is a bit darker than my face or my shoulders or my hands. Like it's not like drastically dark, but it's dark. And my vagina is no different so when i remove the hair from the vagina it just it just doesn't make me feel good i don't know i don't know if I like the look anymore i don't like it so anyway i'm trying not to say too too much but i just don't like it so for the most part here's what i'm doing here's my wax plan in case anyone is interested because you've been listening to this part for the first 32 minutes <laughs> are you still with me I am doing my own wax service. I've been doing a good job. (laughs) Good job. Now, I've been doing a a pretty good job considering it's my first time waxing myself. It's really not that hard. People like to make a big deal than what it is, and I get it. There is, like, licensed estheticians and, you know, cosmetologists, yada, yada, yada. I could do your job, okay? It's not that hard. It really isn't. And, And, again, I'm not, like, Promoting a service for others to come to me for a fee. Like, I'm not trying to do that and get, you know, fucking fined or jailed, whatever that is, whatever consequence that is. But for me, myself, and my body, the the last time um, that I got a wax, or oh, that I waxed myself, which was the first time of me waxing myself, It turned out really, really well, so I'm very proud of myself, and that's what I'm just going to do moving forward until, like, maybe something will change, and I'll keep you guys posted, but I just know for me, myself, and my pockets, I'm not spending as much as I'm spending anymore getting a wax service done at... um, at a wax center because it's just it's just fucking expensive and i'm tired of paying that amount when i can put that money towards something else when i can just do it for myself and and have really good good results i just feel like for the most part i just want to spend money like at the very least what i would spend money for as like personal service is my hair i love getting my hair done whether that's getting my hair braided Or getting my hair my natural hair done I go to two different people right I have a stylist for my natural hair and I have a stylist for my braid styles and I would not have it any other way I'm not doing my hair myself I mean I do my hair myself for moments when like like in between moments right it just kinda of works out like I just recently did my own hair, washed it and all that stuff, but I love the pampering feel of getting my hair washed and styled and impressed and, and blow dry. Like all of that is so fun for me and it just is relaxing. Um and they're fucking good at it. Like I just like their detailed work. I can't see the back of my head as well as someone who's scanning in the back of my head doing my hair. And it's just it just makes more sense. So I'll spend Spent. I will spend comfortably and um, uh, happily the three hundred dollars, you know, for the braids at the very least, right? Because it it's that's the starting price, and I'll spend the eighty five for my natural hair. Like I'll spend that money and I'll do it happily because I really appreciate the service and it's one of those things that I just would rather not do it myself um, because it's just so much extra work and it's not it's just not as it's not perfect as the way a licensed hairstylist would have it. Or just someone who knows how to do hair and is able to see the back of my hair compared to me, who I had to get a mirror, I had to hold. It's just too much work. Anyway, I say i that to say liberate women's body hair. And, you know, yeah, liberate women's body hair. And sure, I understand that we are all entitled to our own personal preferences, and I hope that whoever you're with appreciate who you are in all your essence at the moment and at tomorrow's moment and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I came across an article titled 81. No belief in God in us dips to 81%. Okay. So this is interesting and we're going to go ahead and look into this. So this is a new low This article was published last month on the 17th, 2022. And again, it's titled, Belief in God in U.S. Dips to 81%, which is definitely a new low. Let's see what are the reasons. Now, I'm going to presume, before even reading this, the reasons are related to COVID. I'm going to say that. And I think when it comes to a national... Um, pandemic a worldwide event that really affects the health of majority of people that creates this mass hysteria that makes you lose your job or not earn enough money from your job anymore because of this worldwide health crisis there is this doubt in a god right you know if god loved me so much where was he when my grandmother passed away from covid or where was he when i lost my job like all of these like extent- existential is that how you say it existential something like that um but these like these worldwide crisis moment naturally would make someone questioned the existence of God, the power of God, the knowing of God. Like all of that is just natural. Like I, I I believe that probably was the same thing during the, the the Great Depression. Um during just very strong moments in our society as a whole that has impacted our livelihood so much like that's out of our control, right? When something happens out of your control, you tend to either run towards God, right? You believe in him even more. He showed up for you even more. Miraculous things happen in your life even more, right? You know, maybe you and your family were protected during the height of covid and you didn't experience the loss that some people experience and you didn't experience the loss of a job of a of, of just an economic comfort place that you were in you you actually made more money in the in the pandemic a lot of people would talk about it online whether they were capping or not they made it seem like this pandemic the the lockdown they earned more money they they got an increase in their income and They've been doing really well. And shout out to the pandemic. It's all about your mindset, right? And some people really benefited off of it. So those people probably believed in God even more in those times, while those who got the short end of the stick did not. They probably feel like, dang, God, I'm already living the projects. I'm already a single mother. I'm already, you know, trying to make ends meet. And now you put on this pandemic. Now you put on this worldwide virus for me to, Suffered through, and where you at, right? Where is the savior that's supposed to save the day? So I really think it depends on where you stand economically, and where you just are in in just your your mental state. So um, let's go ahead and read this some of this some of this article, some parts in it. So this header goes on and says younger liberal americans least likely to believe in god which i'm not even surprised believe in god has fallen the most in recent years among young adults and people on the left of the political spectrum so that includes liberals and democrats these groups show uh, show drops of 10 or more percentage points comparing the 2022 figures to an average of the 2013 through 2017 polls um Let's see if they tell us why, though. The groups with the largest declines are also the groups that are currently least likely to believe in God, including liberals. They're not telling you why. I'm trying to find where they say the reasons for. There we go. Four in ten say God can hear prayers. Okay. Um, About half of those who believe in God equal to 42% of all Americans say God hears prayers and can intervene on a person's behalf. Meanwhile, 28% of all Americans say God hears prayers but cannot intervene, while 11% think God does neither. Okay, um, so I'm trying to find like quotes of the reasons why people deny God. Um, I came across this video of Amber Rose. You know, I, I realized I sat with myself just a moment ago. And I realized Amber Rose was one of the first, like, Instagram models and, you know, IG thoughty appearance type of girl. She was really much of a trendsetter. Now we don't see her anymore because that industry has been infiltrated so much so that Amber Rose is not, uh like, she, she doesn't stand out anymore like she did. You know, and there's... So many of Amber Roses out here that the Amber Rose is not a big deal anymore. So that's just interesting to me. So that's a fun fact. But anyway, so she, I guess, wants to get back in the limelight. And she recently said that she doesn't believe in God. She does not believe in God. And she doesn't believe in this, like, this this being so, she painted this narrative of this figure who's in the clouds controlling things, and she doesn't believe in that. And I understand why she used that analogy, just because that's been this idea of who God is. He's the guy in the clouds who controls every little thing, or you know, he's involved with this or that. And I feel like. Look, I respect people's opinion, whether I harshly disagree with them or not. I respect the fact that you have an opinion. Like, you could feel however you feel, and opinions aren't factual. They're just a gathered uh, sense of, of thoughts and uh, ideas put together, and you form what you believe. Y- is a belief right and so i i'm not mad at her for feeling this way and i also feel like um i didn't watch the whole thing i just saw clips. clip so i don't know if she gets into her reasons why she doesn't believe in god um, i don't know if she has a traumatic experience related to it that explains it because i really do feel like a lot of times people who don't believe in god or whether they're atheists or agnostic, right? I don't believe in a God or there's no God or um, I don't know if there is a God or not. I'm just I'm just living right. You know, people like that. I just feel like oftentimes that's that's triggered or that originates due to trauma. Like I think there is some relation to that that is due to trauma. And I just remember someone who I don't know if he listens, so I don't wanna to be too too specific, but someone I know, he is a, uh, an atheist, like a full on nah, I don't believe in God. guy. Nah. And um he would talk about I remember briefly, he or like not even briefly, but I'm gonna take my errands off. It's kinda um Not comfortable wearing earrings. See, I'm just not that girl. Like, I don't like... (laughs) I wear... Again, I do something because it feels like I have to, right? Or, like, it just completes a look. But I don't like accessories. I don't like wearing necklaces. I don't like... I barely have earrings to wear. I have three different pairs that I rotate between outfits because they go with pretty much anything. And depending on the hairstyle that I have, I'll wear my hoops or I'll wear some studs but i just don't i'm just not that girl i just never really was that girl like i just want someone to do it for me it's just too much work it just makes me feel uncomfortable and like when i lay down and i'm wearing studs it pokes to the back of my like you know behind your ear and it's just uncomfortable right so i just had to take these earrings off these shout out to these um what's this tom tory birch tory birch i love these earrings that i have and like, I actually love them. I really do like these earrings, but it's just so uncomfortable wearing them while wearing these headphones. Anyway, God. <laughs> I I just feel like, oh, yeah. So, this guy, so he was saying how he doesn't believe in God, and I remember he briefly got, I caught it. I caught it, and it all made sense to me. So, he briefly mentioned how he grew up and how... His dad wasn't in his life at all, pretty much abandoned him when he was younger. He was raised by his mother and he he has a brother and a sister. And his sister, I don't know if she was always this way, but he mentioned how, at least right now, she very much is a staunch Christian who like to the extreme type of Christian. Like I guess she just only consumed herself with church and the Bible and all that stuff. And I feel like he took it or he takes it as just strange and he doesn't really respect her for that and they don't have a relationship and that seems to be the reason why that seems to be the conflict um between their relationship and (laughs) um i don't know like he does he just questions the bible a lot which i respect you know question whatever you want I just think oftentimes, yeah, I and mean, he just said it so kind of flippantly, like, yeah, his dad was in his life, and you know, I don't really forgive his. life. I don't know. He just he just was very much. And he had a story, right? He had a story as to why he is not this um, believer, and I just just I just just find that to be sad. I, I think there's a sadness that's unspoken of. And that's not spoken for, actually, of people who choose to not believe in God because they've been wronged. And, you know, whether they've been wronged by the church or by their loved ones, right, a caretaker, right, their parents, um, an elder at the church, and they're attaching that to God's love or God's existence and that attachment is no longer present because of the hurt and the trauma that that person who that attachment was with is, has hurt them. Right. So I just think it's a lot, it has a lot to do with that. I just, I just feel bad. Like it just, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like God's love is so beautiful and real and strong. And when you're in a space, when you're, present and able to receive that it's just a glorious feeling like when you go to church and I'm not saying you can only feel God's love in the church but there's something to being in the midst of other believers of God of Christ and you're praise and worshiping you know singing songs praise and worshiping God and you're just in like there's an environment that's there there's a dynamic that's particular there there's this feeling of of love and and acceptance and and grace bestowed upon you and it's just a beautiful feeling it really is I think there's there's a high from that feeling it's like a drug in a way actually and I say that respectfully but it really is it's a high it's a high because you don't feel that all the time you only feel it not only but like no, I think I would say only you only feel that when either you're in the midst of other believers and you're praise and worshiping or you may create your own, your own praise and worship session in your own home. Right. Maybe in your prayer closet, in the bathroom, maybe, maybe even in your car. Right. You go like, say you're on your way to an interview, in-person interview. Right. And you are nervous, you're you're questioning if you're even qualified for this position. You start to speak doubt upon yourself. And then you decide, you know what, I'm going to shift the atmosphere right now. And here's how I'm going to shift the atmosphere. I'm going to put on this gospel playlist that I used to listen to when I was younger, you know, with my grandma, with my mom, you know, whoever you used to go to church with very frequently. And I'm going to listen to all these songs. And I'm going to pray out loud. I'm going to speak these words from the Bible that speak life unto me. Because I need that right now. Right? And then you do that because you're shifting the atmosphere. And when you're doing that alone in the presence of God, it's a glorious, it's transformative. It transforms how you were feeling just a moment ago. Because just a moment ago, you were nervous. You were doubtful. You were inadequate in your feelings and your thoughts and your qualifications and your expertise. And then you were even about to turn around and be like, "You know what? I'm not even going to go to this to this interview, right?" But now that you have shifted the environment because of praise and worship to God, you are now standing in your essence. You're standing in your confidence, humbly so, recognizing that God has put you here. And he has brought this opportunity to you. You are walking into, into this interview knowing that you are fully equipped, that you are adequate, and that you can land this role and you can negotiate to the price point and the compensation package of your desire. So I think sometimes those who are non believers or those who are extreme doubters of God haven't experienced him yet they haven't given time to experience him yet they haven't invited him in and they also take on the the fault of man Right? Whether that's from the church, maybe the pastor did some wild shit and had to step down. Um, maybe there's a lot of foolishness happening in that church. And they take on that weight and they associate it with God, thinking, Oh, you know, they you know, God can't be real. How come this church is fucked up? Right? God can't be real, and that's that's such a lazy way of thinking of God. And I feel like Sometimes we are lazy when we come to these, like, conclusions or, you know, again, she's entitled to her opinion, but I I think sometimes people are lazy when it comes to God and they're uber intellectual with it when God is not to say you can't be intellectual, but it's really about your spirit. It's really about your your openness in your heart and your soul. That's what God is. Like, it's not about who could solve this math equation the fastest. Like, God doesn't give a fuck about that. How's your heart, though? Are you carrying a burden that you need to lay down? How's your heart, though? He wants to fix that. He wants to be in there. So I just really, you know, I really, I don't know. I just, it just saddens me when some people are so staunch in their I don't believe in God or I don't believe there is a God and God doesn't love me. And God, God don't give a fuck about me. It's just sad. All right, let's get into another topic. (laughs) Moving on from that. Let's talk about married at first sight real quick. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm a, i am I know, I know what you're saying. You said that you wasn't going to watch it after last season. Maxine. That's exactly what you're saying right now. That's exactly what you're saying right now. I understand you're absolutely right. And I'm watching it. I'm watching it because it's like, what the fuck? I just want to see where things go. (laughs) So I ended up watching it. Two episodes uh, came on already, and I just binged both of them with Freckles Bay, and that was a good time. So we watched it, and there's a lot to discuss. But I really want to focus on Justin and Alex. No, Alexis, my bad. Justin and Alexis. What am I going to say? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. That's a song from, uh, I think that's Erica Badu or Jill Scott. One of them. Anyway. um, It's going to be a no for me, dog. It's going to be a no for me, dog. And OG listeners know why I'm saying no. Episodes ago. I don't – it was definitely around towards the end of 2018 mark when I released this episode of my experience dating a guy who was 7 feet. He probably was really six eight, but that's still nonetheless tall as fuck, right? The same height as Justin. And he wasn't as skinny as Justin is, and he – wasn't Ethiopian, like Justin. That <laughs> nigga's Ethiopia Ethiopian. I don't care what he's trying to talk about. Oh, I grew up in Detroit. No, you did not. You came from Ghana. You came from Ethiopia. You're from Nigeria. Like, you're not from the Americas. And it's okay. It's okay. Or maybe he... Okay, sure. Let's say he grew up... No, no, no. I, he gives me very... He gives me very much immigrant vibes, like, off the boat. Like, just his mannerisms and all of that. So... No. Anyway, I came across. I, I love saying I came across. No, I did not. Anyway, what anyway, <laughs> was I going to say? But yeah, when I did it, a guy who was six foot eight or seven feet, one of them, I was scared for my life. <laughs> and I don't even want to spend too much time on that because that episode, I wish I could tell you the name of that episode. And I probably could if I just really take a moment to. Just go back in my in my records. It's still out. It's not like I took it down. OG listeners know what I'm talking about. Um, so if you know, you know. But you could go back and figure it out. But it was definitely towards the end of 2018, I believe. Or maybe even early 2019. Um, no, it was. Maybe it was even 2019, actually. Because me and him. Okay, so I was on the online dating apps. We met on one of the apps. Poppy Hinge, one of them. And I was only on those apps because that was pretty much the only way to talk to guys, or new guys at least, since things were kind of shutting down initially. Yeah, so it was during the pandemic. And it was at the – or, like, right before the pandemic hit, but some things were already shutting down as a precaution. So this episode probably came out – I released this episode probably around that time. So this had to have been – uh, definitely before 2020 but within 2019 uh probably early 2019 yeah it definitely wasn't yeah it wasn't 2018 it was definitely early 2019 right before things started to dwindle down cha. but um <laughs> yeah 10 10 out of 10 I don't recommend <laughs> let's just keep it at that 10 out of 10 I just don't recommend I feel like You know, um, it's just not. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the whole he has to be tall type of thing. You have to not be a giant. You have to not be Goliath. Like, that's just also not attractive. Like, you know, I don't want to be laying down with you and my head is to your belly button. Like, that's just not cute. Like, we can't really cuddle. Uh, it just I just was completely unattracted to him, and it turned out to be a disaster. It really did. And I, <laughs> it's not to say that I'm traumatized from it, which is why, like, I'm talking about it like this, but it's, it's just to say that I'm just so – some things that I did in the past, I'm, like, disgusted with. Like, ugh, I'm mad I even let someone who I was really not attracted to even that close to me – and he just was exactly that. Like, ugh. Yeah, I, just, ugh, I was just in a whole different mindset. And thank God for growth. Anyway, I just, <laughs> I think Justin is from Married at First Sight this season. I think he is, uh, I think he's just odd. I think he lacks a sense of identity that's just his own i feel like he's gathered identities along the way or this idea of what a man should be and he's been adopting that and um using that in just the way that he speaks and his mannerisms and just the way that he is i just feel like he's not generally himself and he probably doesn't even know who himself is right So I just find him odd. I think he just has a lot of growing. (laughs) Well, not the physical route, but I think he has a lot of growing up to do emotionally and mentally. I think there is just something missing there. Um, It's just odd. He just feels awkward, you know, and of course him being fucking six, eight doesn't help. Like that's naturally awkward, but he just really just feels awkward. And I just, I just wish him well. I'm just going to speak positivity. I just wish him well. Um, Him saying he's going to quickly, oh, I'm going to fall in love with her. Literally the first day that he meets her. Look, I, look, I do believe in love at first sight. I do believe in, I just feel like he doesn't come off genuine to me. There's a disingenuineness from him that is seeping through that even though I believe in the idea of, and the reality that, that there are definitely moments when you do fall in love with someone at first sight. It's not just a lust thing. I think it's lust and love. I, I do feel like, When you see someone for the first time and you just you could know. You could know, wow, this is the person I wanna be with. You know, this is the person I wanna marry, this is the person I wanna spend my life with, this is the person I wanna have children with, this is the person I wanna just spend every moment with. I do believe that is true. But for Justin, I think he sees Alexis as a catch. I think she's a cute girl, whatever. I just feel like he probably hasn't had anyone of that caliber and is so usurped with that, you know, and just like, um, oh, good. Like, he's just, like, googly-eyed. Like, he just looks like a chump. Like, oh, I'm going to fall in love with her. Like, you could, this could be a disaster. Like, this, this woman could just be a nightmare, but you're going to fall in love with her because she's probably the best he's ever gotten. I feel like that's really the case here. So, you know, I wish him well. <laughs> and I just really hope he finds himself. I really do. Um, who else? Okay, Stasia and Nate. Um, There's a mutual attraction there indeed. I'm happy to see that. Uh, I don't find Nate to be really attractive, though. I think he looks very much like a young kid. Um, Just the way that he carries himself and... His face looks like a character, uh, a caricature actually, and a character. All of that. Like I think he looks like a drawing. Like he looks like something you could draw. Like I could draw his face. Like I could really try and do my best to draw his face. Like he doesn't have a real face. Like he reminds me of characters from the the show Doug. Remember Doug, the Saturday show that you know we we will watch um, growing up. Every Saturday morning, Doug was that show. He looks like Doug. <laughs> He's Doug. No, but see, like, just give it a second, y'all, and like, look at his, looking at his skinny ass braids. Like, it adds on to this picture that I could draw. I could draw all of that. Or oh, I, I know someone who could at the very least. If I can't do it, some, I know someone who could. He looks like a drawing. Anyway, Stasia is, is attracted to him, and that's great. And he's clearly attracted to her. I think she's a pretty girl, so that works. Um, I think though, there's a maybe there's a there's a slight imbalance. I feel like he's not as ambitious as, I mean, he is a hustler though, right? But he does his hustling is done in a way that's not conventional, right? He does it online. He does trader whatever trade sales, uh, no day trading, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, d- please look. Don't cuss me out. I know so many of you are stock experts, know all of that. I'm here being honest in my ignorance. I don't know what day trading is. I've heard of that, and I hate to say the same thing that I said before, but it feels like a scam. (laughs) But, again – Educate me, do it respectfully, but like some of y'all just be like, oh my God. So I had to make a shit up my head. No, no one done that to me. But anyway, I feel like, I don't know, he's not as conventional as her. I think she has, she's in the route of, like, she's on, she's in the lane of acquiring her wealth in a way that is respectful or. Or respectable and um legal right she she has uh several properties and investment properties and she used that equity to really build her empire and aside from that I don't know what she does though I think because when she was saying build her empire like empire of what though like does she have a hairline does she have her own real estate firm I don't, I don't really know what that means but nonetheless she comes off very much orderly and just structured And, um, Nate doesn't, so, but he's ambitious though. He doesn't like to be broke, which is great. And he works however he works to get money and he gets money. So I, I think ultimately if the result is getting money, then it works. Um, but I don't know if Stacia would be okay with his way of getting money for as long as at, at, for as long as they can, like I don't know how long that could last, but we'll see. I think there's a mutual attraction there, so that's a great starting point. And they seem to vibe well with each other. There's a chemistry there, so that's a good, that's a good look. Uh, Lindy and Miguel, I like them together. I like the fact that they're both doctors and they have flexible schedules and they have a calm and warm demeanor. Um, within themselves so I think they could bring out the best in each other they could be calm and gentle with each other so I think that's beautiful so shout out to them I wish them the best Uh, Kristen and Mitch Mitch is I had this idea of him before he started showing his personality and I'm just not really impressed I think he's a bit disappointing I, I didn't like the way that he was acting like a Devo he was stressed about the bow tie. His beard wasn't the way he wanted it to be, and it looked fine too. But like the way that he was reacting towards his his uh his best man and his groomsmen, it just was rude. And I I fear that he's gonna act the same way towards Kristen. Like he's probably gonna be very um, disrespectful in some ways and condescending and. I'm an environmentalist, and, you know, sometimes d- people who are, like, environmentalists or vegans and vegetarian, like, those type of people, they just have their nose up um, for people who are not like them, for people who don't think like them or dress like them or eat like them or just go about life like them, and it's just so rude. Like, you could be on your own lane, right? You could be in your own state of being, Um you know, you can have your own belief systems, or whether supported by research or not, that's fine. But like, don't be a fucking asshole. You know, that's really what I want to say. Um, Morgan and Ben, we'll see how that turns out. I like how Morgan is the strong-willed woman. I like the fact that she comes from the strong ancestry of um, Japanese people and samurai. Uh, that's pretty cool. Ben, I'm not a fan of his cheap ass. I think that's very disturbing and disgusting from a man. It's just, ugh, what? It's one thing to be, like, frugal um, and mindful of where your money's going and conscious of your spending. But, like, nigga, put an AC in your fucking apartment or your house, wherever he lives. Like, it's just weird. He's like, I don't have AC. And, like, looking at his what they showed of his apartment, his bedroom, like, he barely slept in a bed. Like, I believe it was an air mattress and didn't have a headboard just look like he just looks ridiculous but he looks good though like he takes care of his body um he probably eats well as well i know he works out they showed a workout scene of him so he looks good but it's just like take care of your fucking house too <laughs> all right you guys i'm gonna go ahead and end it here thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to have left a strong, positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And be sure to tell tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. I will check in with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Be sure to leave a review, give me five stars, and of course, subscribe. Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.